in a week. I will be on the air, and the Jets will have actually played some football. And so this is it. Finally, you've been waiting for it. Um, and NFL season kicking off this week to forecast the Jets, maybe make some predictions, look at the roster, and set some expectations. What would success look like? To break down the Jets, we bring in Dennis Wazak from the AP, uh, covers the Jets. Hey, Dennis, how are you? I'm doing great, Lori. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, so uh, let's just start off big picture and... In terms of this roster, um, let's start. With, what's the um, what's the strongest position group um, that, if you were a Jets fan, you'd be most excited about heading into the season? I'd probably say, and there's probably not a probably there. It's the defensive line. Mm-hmm. When you look at the talent the Jets have up front, it's uh, you know this is a group that could really do some damage. I think this season. When you consider they've got Quinn and Williams up there with John Franklin Myers and, uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson, the first rounder, and then you throw in Carl Lawson, a guy who was supposed to be a big impact last season but got hurt during training camp. So you hadn't seen him at all on the field last season. Now, I mean, he's looked good. Um, I think he's ready to go. So I think when you look at those guys as a group, I, I think it, it's going to help and uh kind of an under the radar move that they made signing jacob martin mm-hmm. a guy who comes off the edge um you team him with carl lawson and jets also drafted michael clemens these are guys that get off the get after the quarterback and and they get you know in quarterback spaces and they cause problems for offensive coordinators you know so I think that's what the big thing is for the Jets. I think that's what's going to really drive that defense, and it's going to help the back end, the middle. I think that front is really what's going to be the thing. When you look at what's going to help the Jets win games, right there is where you look first. Yeah, obviously the defense, I mean the whole roster um, and, and the team you know, had some issues last year. Um, and, but if we look big picture at the defense, which was an issue last year, um, you mentioned the defensive line. There are a lot of between the draft as well as um, free agency. A lot of players brought in in the off season. But I'm also just curious with even a guy like Solomon Thomas um, mm-hmm. as an example is how does this year feel different than last year in terms of you know Robert Sala as a former very successful defensive coordinator and trying to transform this Jets defense into his look. And having a guy who's maybe one of his guys there, and how does the locker room and all of this, um, the blend of, you know, youth with whether it's um, Quan Quan Alexander or Jordan Whitehood, this sort of blend of young players and veterans, how does it feel different this year? Yeah, that that's a, a perfect way to put it because I think you mentioned Quan Alexander. I think he's been a big uh, addition to this team. The teammates have raved about him as coaches. He's a guy who was on the street, you know, a, a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And it, like they bring him in. These are guys who know what Robert Sala likes. They know what this system needs. They, they, they bring a veteran presence to a team 
that isn't as young as it was. I mean, it, this team was, it was, I think Robert Sal said, it was ridiculously young last yeah. season. Now you've got some experience, you know, and you have these veterans that you put in there. I, and, you know, what's interesting when you talk to some of the vets, like C.J. Mosley, mm-hmm. he says the playoffs, you know, they're a realistic goal. And when you have veteran players who really could be just playing it out and just, you know, hey, I'm collecting a paycheck. These guys, they believe. I think that they, they truly believe that there's a different vibe. And, Lord, we hear that all the time, right, with all these different teams going yep. in from training camp into the season. It's like optimism and positive vibes. And, but I think it's real. I think there is that factor because there's that mix, because they see these guys who have done it, and there are a bunch of guys now on this team that they really believe will be able to do it for years to come. And, you know, offense, defense, all these different guys, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Zach Wilson, you know, even though he's a still, still a question mark, these are young pieces to build on in the future. And I think that's where you see a big difference in the vibe and the attitude and, and the optimism, really. Give me, give me an X factor guy on this defense, and so I'm not talking about a Carl Lawson, who's an obvious. I mean, look, if he's healthy, he's you know he's, he could. Nobody would be surprised if he was the best player on this defense. Um, but an X factor type of guy that you know maybe isn't the first name you think of, but it, that somebody who could have a huge impact on the success of this defense. Well, I, it's a guy I mentioned earlier, Jacob Martin. I think mm-hmm. he's he's a guy who um, they really think can be a, a, a big pass rusher or, or a guy who can disrupt uh, up front. And I think he's the perfect complement to Carl Lawson. And I, I think we've seen him all through the summer, through training camp. He, he was in the backfield. He was making plays. Um, I, I like how he gets off the edge. He's quick. Um, he's one of those guys that when the Jets signed him in free agency, it was like, oh, okay. You know, like, uh, yeah, uh, he should help. But I think his role will be even bigger and, and more significant. And if if you have a guy that you can't block in Lawson and this guy comes rolling around on the other side, I think really all of a sudden you're going to see this guy flashing and it's going to be like, okay, whoa, that Jacob Martin signing was, was big. So I think that's a guy – because he was kind of overlooked and, and maybe, uh, you know, underappreciated in the free agency process, I think that that's a guy who really can help this defense go. You mentioned Sauce Gardner, and cornerback is one of those positions that I would say offensive line. There's, there are a few positions on the field where it's hard to have huge expectations for a rookie. Um, they're difficult to learn in the NFL and adapt to the NFL game. With um, Sauce Gardner, obviously, first-round draft pick, the success he had at Cincinnati in college, what are um, fair expectations and what sort of, I mean, you know, for Jets fans who are dreaming, is it possible as a rookie that this guy can be a shutdown corner? Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I think we've seen it. We've seen it from a guy who was here 15 years ago or you know, 14 <laughs> years ago. And, and so you know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So you know that's, that's what you So you now every for. Jet fan is now thinking of Revis Island. You just did right. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, 
the guy comes in here with a resume where he hasn't allowed a touchdown in college. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the one thing you're like, whoa. So how is he going to, re- to respond? Because he's going to get beat at some point. How does he respond to that? And I think this kid has such swagger and confidence at that position that it, it's not going to affect him. I, I think the other thing is, while we think of him as, as a potential shutdown cornerback, he's not even here to be the number one cornerback yet. That's why they signed DJ Reed in the offseason. They, they envision him still to be the number one. And Sauce Gardner, who won the job, he had a great summer. And, I mean, it, there were times that on Twitter fans would say to me, I haven't heard his name. That's because they weren't even thrown at his side. And mm-hmm. that's where you start thinking about, huh, I've seen this before. I've heard this before, you know, and um, those are big shoes to fill. But I think, and, and lofty expectations, but I, I think he's got those traits. He's got, he's got the length. He's got the speed. He's got that confidence in the cockiness, you know, and I, I think that's what really will help him. Um, I, I, it's it's hard to not be excited if you're a Jets fan about that guy because again, you've got a number one corner who's he's a rising player himself in DJ Reed, and you have Sauce Gardner on the other side. I mean that that will also help that front end if they've got guys kind of locked up down the field. That's going to buy the front even more time, and 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 you know vice versa. Uh, talking to Dennis Wazak about the Jets and. So last year, the defense was clearly a, a huge weakness on this team. Yeah. Yet, with the additions that we're talking about with the defense, um, how do you compare the two units now? What do you think will be the strength of this Jets team? Will it be the defense or will it be the offense? That's a good question because I think the defense will be much improved. Mm-hmm. I think they, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it really... They were 32nd in a lot of key categories mm-hmm. or, or near the bottom in a lot of key yep. categories. And I think the one thing about the defense that is really noticeable is the speed. You've got a lot of players that can play sideline to sideline that can make a lot of plays with speed and athleticism. And I think all of that goes back to what we were saying about, you know, knowing what Robert Sala wants in this defense. And so, so that, but that said, I think when you look at what the Jets have in the playmakers on offense, uh, all of a sudden, this team, as long as, again, as long as the quarterback right. is playing as well, um, when you look at the running backs, Brees Hall, he had a really good summer. Michael Carter, you know what he could do. He's a, he's a do-it-all from the backfield. Um, and then the wide receiving core with Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, uh, Braxton Berrios even, and then the – Really, here's another X factor, which is something Jeff fans haven't been used to, the tight end being used in the offense. Mm-hmm. And having C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin as, a, as one and two or one A, one B, that, I mean, that, that will help this offense really move because now all of a sudden the quarterback, whoever it is, if it's Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco, they've got two guys who have done it in this league. They are, um, you can rely on them short plays and they block that's where I think the offense all of a sudden they'll be able to hang I think with teams offensively and that hasn't happened in a long time so let's yeah for a second put the quarterback aside (laughs) we're looking at the rest of the offense and where um 
where would you say I asked you for the defense? So what was the you know you you said the uh, defensive line was the strongest position group on defense on offense? Um, is it the tight end room? I mean, is that where if I said to you, give me a position group? What's the strength of this Jets offense? Is, is it the you know I know it's strange to say based on recent history, but is it the tight ends? It's it's hard to say that because. <laughs> because you're not used to having the Jets have a strong tight end group. But I think it is because I think that those two guys, and again, they, they also drafted Jeremy Ruckert in the third round out of Ohio State, a local kid. They have three tight ends that could play and, and do different things. And, and I think that those guys add another dimension to this offense that we haven't seen. We didn't see last year. We haven't seen, through the Sam Darnold era. We didn't see through the Geno Smith era. We saw bits and pieces of, like flashes of tight end use. But I think now Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, is really going to be able to open the offense because he's got guys who could play tight end and catch the ball, block, and do the, all of that stuff, which will allow those wide receivers to get open, which will allow those, those running backs to make plays. So, yeah, I, I think that's where you look at, whoa, okay, the Jets have a group of tight ends that are pretty good. The um, by the way, for Jets, uh, for uh, NFL fans um, who are about to have their fantasy drafts um, on Memorial Day, um, how are you? You know, Brees Hall, Michael Carter. Uh, obviously, Carter played a, a big role last year. Brees Hall, though, drafted um, and and has looked good. Is um, how high would you be? Is this going to be a little bit of a running back by committee or for um, fantasy football fans? Could they feel confident to draft Brees Hall that he's going to get? Um, like, how would you split it? Is it two thirds, one third, uh, you know, 50, 50? How do you see that going? I, it might be 60, 40 to start in, in Brees Hall's favor, but mm-hmm. they love Michael Carter too. They love what he brings. I think they do think that Bryce Hall, Brees Hall is um it, that's going to happen all year, Brees and Bryce Hall. But <laughs> Brees Hall, Brees Hall is a guy who who can be that bell cow. But mm-hmm. I don't think they even want that in this case with this offense because of what both of those guys do. Brees Hall's a little bit of a a more of a power guy, and Michael Carter is a a quick, uh, elusive type guy. And um, I, I think that's how it'll be balanced. I think in a lot of drafts that I've seen, Brees Hall has been kind of drafted a little bit too high um so i think you have to temper your expectations especially early on as they try to figure out okay what works best in this offense so but i think i think early on especially you'll see almost an even but Brees hall will have you know probably a 60 40 edge in in the carries from the backfield but the thing is michael carter also he catches out of the backfield so if you're in a league that that values receptions and, and points per reception. I think Michael Carter is still a really valuable player to have on your, your team. So we we all know the quarterback position is the most important, you know, that's the most important position, most important player on a football team. If I put Zach Wilson aside for just a second and I look at the rest of the team, with the job that Joe Douglas has done assembling this roster, where else besides quarterback would you say um, where else is there a glaring weakness on this roster? I, I think there's, there's some uncertainty at linebacker. I think you have CJ Mosley, 
you have Quincy Williams and you have Quan Alexander. But I think those are guys who are good players, but if one of them goes down, there's not a lot of depth. They have a lot of youth. Um, they, they have guys who um, were converted safeties who got hurt last year, rookies, uh, um, Jamie and Sherwood and Hampson and Cyraldine. Like those guys, they missed half the year, and those are the backups. So I think that's where there could be some issues. If, if any of those guys, those first three guys go down, their depth will be tested. And, and it was last year too. And, and that's why they brought in Quincy Williams, um, you know, uh, right before the season because they needed a guy who had some experience who could play. I, I, so I think that's where, um, you look. And, and the other thing is the offensive line. They haven't had a lot of time together because they had to sign Dwayne Brown late. And they had to move George Fant over to right tackle. Um, and now you just have to kind of see how these guys gel quickly. You know, you hope for that. And um, so, so those are kind of the two areas that you really need to look uh, for. And, and I, you know, I can't stress that enough as far as the offensive line because we know how it all works up front. And they're high on those guys. Um, and I think they could be a really good unit, but – I just wonder, will Dwayne Brown be a really good left tackle at 37 years old? You know, and will mm-hmm. George Fant be serviceable on the right side after being so good on the left? So there are questions there, too. All right. So then we have the quarterback. And with Zach Wilson and this team, um, yeah, it may be Flacco for uh, a week or two while Zach Wilson is healing. But um, ultimately, it will be Zach Wilson. Um you know what does success look like for this football team? What's your prediction? What do you what do you see um, at the end of the year? What's a fair expectation for the Jets? I think if if you want to look at everything from an objective point of view, if you get seven wins this year and you're looking at seven and ten, but you're playing in December with a chance at a wild card, where you know maybe it's it's seven, eight wins, maybe you can get sneak in. I think that's, that's the key. And I, I think um, it's going to be hard. I mean, that, that beginning of the schedule is rough, and yeah. they have a tough stretch through the first month, month and a half. Um, so that will really set the tone. But if they could go two and two against the AFC North to start the season, well, now you're working with something, you know, and now it's like, okay, they're going to be a little more confident, a lot more confident, and I, and I think that's where you have to see. And, and it's, it's really, if Zach Wilson comes back, he's healthy, he's fine, and he's playing, and the arrow continues to look up, well, then you go, even if you do miss the playoffs again, but you were in the hunt in December, that's where the progress. And then it's on Robert Sala and Joe Douglas next year to really kick it in gear. That's where the pressure will really be on on them to to get them to the playoffs next year. And that, that's what you want to see. But if they struggle and Zach Wilson struggles and they get three or four wins again, then uh, we might be talking at this time next year about a new coach, a new GM, a new quarterback, and that would be the worst-case scenario for the Jets. All right. Uh, Dennis Wazak, um, good luck with the move. And uh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for, uh, for staying up and hopping on. And uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. Sounds good, Lori. Thanks for having me.